the goddamn Jets. Robert Sala's clock mismanagement was an absolute disgrace in the final two minutes. He left a timeout floating into the abyss. It was never used. And the Jets fall 20-17 to 17 at MetLife Stadium with one second left. They could not nail a 58-yard field goal from Greg the Leg. The Jets fall to 7-7, seven and seven, and their playoff hopes are slowly slipping away. We react to the loss of the Lions. And what the heck happened with Salah not using his timeouts with 149 to go? With the Jets having the ball. God, I am going to lose so much sleep over this one. We'll react to that and look ahead to Thursday's matchup against the Jaguars. Can Gang Green still find a way in the playoffs? It's coming up next on a first night of Hanukkah edition of Gangs All Here from the New York Post. And it's presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. Jake Brown here alongside my co-host, Brian Costello, Jets beat writer for the Post. This episode of Gangs All Here is presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. Visit your Cadillac showroom today. One of the shorter welcomes you'll ever get in the history of this program. Because, Kaz, I've waited five to six hours to yell about this infuriating loss that the Jets just put together. Um, Let me preface all this, Kaz, by saying happy Hanukkah. To all the uh, Jewish folks, uh, as we record this tonight, it is the first night of Hanukkah. Hope all the Jewish people get to celebrate with their eight presents they love. Enjoy the time with their loved ones. Uh, Unfortunately, Jets fans are not trying to light the menorah because they want to put everything on fire right now after a loss to the Lions at MetLife Stadium. In a reality, you took the right score. You said Jets 23, Lions 20. And that's what the game should have ended at when it went to overtime when you had a coach who Herm Edwards is laughing at right now. Somewhere in the world, Herm Edwards, cause is laughing at the time management of Robert Sala. Sala ended up leaving a timeout on the board. Was he thinking it carries over four days to Thursday? No, there's no transitive property. It doesn't carry over. It just sits there and goes into the abyss. It's just, it's gone. It's never, you never get it back. The final timeout the Jets left, cause is dangling like a Christmas ornament. There, you wanted me to get in the holiday spirit? It's dangling like an ornament on your tree right now. It's sitting there. Let's set the scene, Kaz. Jets defense, you react to this first before I start yelling. 51-yard touchdown, a Brock freaking right on fourth down. No defense in sight. 149 to go. That happens. What do you think? I'll take you a little further back, Jake. The Jets score with 441 left. Uh, One-yard pass to Uzama. Go up 17-13. I turned to Canizero and I said, this has classic Jets defense letdown written all over it. I've seen this movie before, going back to the Rex Ryan days. These defenses can be great, and then they need a stop, and they can't get the big stop, Jake. And it's you sort of saw this coming, if you're paying attention the last few weeks. Minnesota, the Jets cut it to 20-15 to 15 in the second half. They gave up the touchdown to Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, 27-15, game is basically over. Last week in Buffalo, 
Jets tie the game, 7-7. Okay, they got some momentum in the third quarter, finally. Bills go down the field and score a touchdown. It's almost like a shutdown inning, Jake, right, in baseball where the, the team scores runs and you need the pitcher to come out, shut them down. Jets defense can't do that. So I was, I kind of expected it. That play was stunning because it was just, yeah, like you said, Brock Wright. And all of a sudden you looked down the field from the press box and you, you could see it. Like there was just an ocean of green in front of him. He catches it and you're like, okay, someone's going to make a tackle. And then Michael Carter, I think, missed him. And then Will Parks missed him. And it's like, oh, my God, he's going to get in the end zone and score a touchdown. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty stunning play, Jake. Now, that sets the scene here. The score is 20 to 17, guys. The Jets have all three timeouts, 149. Some would say that's an eternity to just put up a field goal, send it to overtime. Jets ball their own 25. They don't even risk, you know, no kickoff returns, nothing. You have it at your own 25, three timeouts. First down, Zach sack loses nine yards you're at your own 16 all right no time out there you could argue there's still plenty of time you don't need it all too much time too much there. time so right there okay i won't blame him second and 19 zach incomplete for barrios clock stops 122 to go zach makes a miracle throw 22 yards garrett wilson still doesn't use the timeout this is the first one i'm like guys right here you gotta use the timeout 58 seconds left you got all three you're rushing to get back to the line doesn't use it there. Incomplete to Barrios. Clock stops 53 seconds. All right. Solid three on the board. Still under a minute. You've waited a minute now and haven't used one. Boom. Complete to Wilson. 10 yards of the own 48. Cause how you don't use a timeout there. 21 seconds goes off the clock. You have 31 seconds and three timeouts is inexcusable. So you want you want the excuse, Jake? And I'm not I don't sure. Want, I don't want what he said after the game because we'll no, play no, it. What's, not, what's your talked, excuse? No, no. I've talked to some people since then. Um, they were worried the play was going to be reviewed. Um, I have not watched the play close enough to see if their concern was correct. But they thought the game was going to be, if they called a timeout, they thought it would be reviewed. And either Wilson didn't have the ball. It wasn't going to be a first down. It wasn't going to be spotted to play something. They were worried about something there that it was going to be reviewed. You can argue that's a mistake. Right. Like, don't worry about it. Just take the time out. I have not been able to watch that play again since I heard this. But I think when Robert Sala explains it further, probably Monday afternoon, you might hear that address, Jake. I, I have a feeling. I, yeah, I don't think that should have mattered. I mean, I get it. But I mean, that was a catch. I don't know. I got to use one there anyways. I mean, the rule is the basic rule is from a analytics standpoint with three timeouts is a minute. You use the first one after a minute. You use the second one after 45, you use the third one after 30. Now they're keeping the third one to kick the field goal in this situation, right? So you're going to save that third timeout ostensibly to stop the clock so you can put your field goal team on the board. But yeah, I mean, that that the 10-yard pass to Garrett Wilson, that's where you. I, I agree with you, you use the timeout because I, I think they wasted about 20 seconds there. The next play is 31 seconds left, right, when, when Wilson goes incomplete to Barrios down the field. So, yeah, but I do think the reason they didn't do it there is because they were afraid there was going to be a, not a challenge because it's under two minutes, but a, um, a review from the booth. I still hate it. I get it, but that that is interesting. That does make it interesting, but God damn. I mean, you got to use it there. And, you know, on the second and 10, I kind of get it because they thought it might've been short, but Garrett was clearly over the line for the first. All right. So where are we at here? 31 seconds to go deep to Barrios incomplete to Barrios clock stops 24 Wilson sacked, which I will talk about Zach in a bit. He can't take a sack there. Throw it to and throw it to fireman Ed, throw it to anyone in that spot. It's 30 to 18, 19 seconds left after he sacked. And it took solid 
90 seconds to use one of his three timeouts. I don't care what the reason is. That is unacceptable. And this guy has been fantastic all year. I'm not he's had a great year. He's been good with the clock for most of the season, but 90 seconds to finally use your timeout. Now you're planning to use it three straight times and hope for a couple straight completions. Finally uses it 90 seconds. Boom. Third and 18 incomplete. Fourth and 18, Zach moves around. He takes forever. He finds more. Who makes the catch? Bother me, by the way, that he's still running and going backwards instead of just falling, Kaz, on the ground. Yes, fall down. You, you got to have awareness. He goes backward. Luckily for the Jets, there was one second left because if, if one second, it looked, it looked over. over. I mean, they gave him a break. I mean, if they could have argued, they didn't get the timeout in. And then Salah would have left two timeouts on the board, which is like mind blowing. A second left, one timeout left. 58-yard field goal, windy, cold, tough conditions. Greg the leg doesn't make it. There's a lot more to blame on this game. The defense didn't come up big. The turnover, Zach wasn't great in the second half. But I'm like, there should have been so much more time. And you also, when you're not using the timeout, cause you're not dialing up the best plays. You don't have 30 extra seconds to call a good play call, and you got to rush it there. And with the, with the offensive line, you're, that you're not about play call. You're calling. You're, you're you don't need time to call plays. You're calling. You're calling your plays. I I get it. And the time management, he screwed it up. I think he sort of. You know, I think he would admit he screwed it up. His answer post game. I don't know if we're going to play that. Let's Jake. play it. Let's play it. When the the journalist who asked the question was great. Great question by uh, <laughs> the guy. Now Marty Lyons started off with a cookie first, and then Cos came yeah, in. It wasn't a the, cookie. It was about fourth and one. The the fourth and one play is still the bigger play, Jake, than the time management. I get. I understand fans are upset about time management. The fourth and one still the biggest play. But then the gangs all here podcast came in with the question that we were all waiting for. Hearts, let's play the question and the answer to what Solid said. The time management there on that last drive. Why not take a timeout earlier there after the ten yard pass to Garrett? Maybe or why don't you let some, some clock run? Um, I'll look back at it. Um, with three timeouts, feel like um, anything in bounds. Obviously, you, you can be aggressive. You can still just trying to save as many timeouts as I can. Um, I can probably look back at it and say we could have used one for sure. Uh, but at the same time, when you have three timeouts, time is not an issue whether you use one there or not. But uh, but yeah, you could. I could always just, in hindsight, for me, call the timeout to settle the guys down. But uh, but no, it's okay. But as far as from a time standpoint, you still have plenty of time with three timeouts. God, I, I mean, I was very confused by that. Can you try and explain it for me? Well, I I think I surprised him, Jake. Like I was, I've sort of been around Salah enough now where I know, you know, what the way this works is after the game, you know, they sit down with the PR staff, someone from the PR staff and the PR staff's monitoring Twitter. And they're like, oh, they're going to ask about this. They're going to ask about this. And, you know, here's what you say about this. I don't think, the, I don't think they knew this one. Um, Cause he seems off. He just didn't seem to have a good answer. I mean, he sort of said, yeah, I could have used it. Like looking back, I could have used it, but then he was saying time isn't an issue, which I didn't quite understand that part of it. So yeah, it was wasn't the greatest answer in the world. I'm curious to see what he says Monday when he does have time to look at it and analyze it and and come up with a better answer. Listen, well, Zach Wilson didn't take accountability when he should have. Robert Salah didn't take accountability when he should have. I get it's in the moment. If I'm him, I would have said I sucked. I didn't. I should have called the timeout. I messed up, and I, I get it's tough to say that right after a game, but. Anyone with a brain that was watching that game saw he had three, arguably four chances to use a timeout. 
that he didn't. The first one, you could argue there was still a lot of time, although a sack, you're, each of those plays, guys, I think it was like 22 seconds or more went off the clock on each of those times he didn't use it. That's an extra 60 seconds that goes off the clock. Yeah, I get it, Jake. I, again, though, I, I still think you, you, come <sighs> up, you, come up, you have to come up with a stop on fourth and one. You know, that's the bigger one to me. Stop them on fourth and one. And this isn't even a, it's not even a question about the, the time management. Like that, that's where they lost the game. I get it. But the defense, listen, this was the defense wasn't great today, but they still put the they team in position to win. We said the Lions were scoring 20. They did. And we said the Jets would outscore them. And the Jets had chances to outscore them. And, you know, the difference also in this game, Zach Wilson being Zach Wilson with that interception, what was he doing? That was a New England seeing ghost interception. Yeah, it was a bad interception. Yeah, and he – it's funny because he didn't play that well. He had the chunk plays in the, the second quarter. You know, he made some nice throws there and got some um, some explosive plays, but they, they just – the offense never looked like it was really in rhythm with him. They didn't have a ton of great drives. And yeah, the end, you know, that interception led to a field goal and the Jets lost by three points. So that's big. And then giving up a punt return for a touchdown the second time in, oh, was it God. four weeks, right? They've given up a punt return or five weeks. You don't see punt returns for time. I think there's three in the NFL this season, Jake. The Jets have given up two of them. The timeouts made me forget that even happened. Like I almost forgot that even happened early in the game. So there's a lot of give up 10 points, honestly. There's a lot of places to place blame here. It's not just the time management is my point. The, I think there's a, the, he, he deserves blame for that, but you know, there was no running game at all. This offensive line is beat up and they do not look good right now. So the, the lack of a running game, Wilson being kind of blah and throwing a bad interception defense folding when they needed the one stop. And here's what I say about the defense, CJ. I thought they played well overall. This remember this line, offense is good. Like they're averaging 26 and a half points a game. They did good. And they've been unstoppable in the red zone and the Jets stopped them in the red zone twice in this game. I think it was twice. They, they stopped them there to field goals. That part is good, but they didn't really like impact the game. There was no takeaways for the third straight game. They had no sacks of Goff. There was long times where Goff wasn't even under pressure. It's a weird game for the defense. Like, yes, they only gave up one touchdown in the game, but it was a monster killer touchdown and they, they just didn't have a huge impact to me uh, on Sunday. They still essentially gave up 10 points. Let's wipe off the field goal that happened because of Zach's turnover and we, the special teams that's different 10 points and they could not win. And that's with zero takeaways. I get it. The defense has to be better, but to me, this is all offense and coaching. I am going to have nightmares. All I wanted to do cause was be in Miami. The last week of the season. I wanted to be on South Beach with you, spraying some suntan lotion on your our heads. What are you what are you getting your brother for his engagement party? Oh, I'm gonna get him a gift card to hell. That's what I'm gonna get him. You bring a dessert? Brim brulee. Here it comes. Oh my god. They're missing the playoffs again. Coach Shala, you left the timeout. You told us, you told my critically acclaimed co-host that you would see him in Buffalo. You're going to be at Cabo on the beach. You're not going to Buffalo in January unless you're going on a family vacation of Buffalo. And I would hope you're not doing that. Good God. And the Jets cause now have to win three in a row. It's over. I'm sorry. I've lost faith. I mean, and we haven't, there's a million things to talk about. We haven't even factored in the news and I thought it was possible. I, I said, on um, you know, when you weren't on last week, I'm like, I think Zach Wilson is probably going to start. Fractured ribs, Mike White. That's another layer of this. Yeah, the Jets have to win out. 
they might have to win out with Zach Wilson because that could be a three to five week injury. Yeah, I don't think it's that, Jake. Just talking to people, they're they're hopeful. He's having a scan Monday, a CT scan. I don't think anyone believes he's going to play Thursday, but they're still holding out hope that maybe the scan shows he's healed and he, he can playing. play. I agree. I think he'll play Seattle though. I think he will play in Seattle. Um, I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna see Zach for the next th- three games. I think you'll get Zach Thursday night, and then I think you'll get Mike White for the last two. Ten doctors. He went to ten different doctors. All he had to do was call Doctor Oz. Doctor Oz would have said, "Come on, get on the field. You're good to go." He that wasn't that wasn't on his list of ten doctors. Uh, I had a doctor, Jake, when I, when I was in high school. This doctor, his name is Doctor. I mean, should I say his name? To, you know, Doctor Ruth. Dr. Bonet, right? It was his name. So, and we used to call him, let him play Bonet because he would always, he would always sign off on us playing, even no matter how hurt we were. And there's one time that one of my teammates, Jim McLean, God rest his soul. He passed away a few years ago. He got hurt his leg in a game and he was then blocking me in practice, Jake. And I was not JJ Watt in high school. I was not a, you know, a great pass rusher. And I was kicking the crap out of him this day. And he's, he goes, so because, cause take it easy. My legs really hurt me. Get a broken leg. They were letting him play with a broken leg. <laughs> so oh. Mike White should have gotten to let him play Bonet. That would be my, you know, that'd be the moral of my story. I wish a doctor cleared him because, I mean, listen, you get it. You know, you got to avoid a possible internal injury. The way Mike White, he was talking about like a stroll in the park. Like, yeah, like I, I think I could play. But if they said if I got hit hard, it could be like season ending, career ending. You never know. And uh, you get him not playing. But. God, I, I tweeted out, I miss Mike White so much. And Zach had a solid first half. CJ Uzama, my guy, finally two touchdowns, his first of the year. So the third play- quarter was a disaster. The third quarter, I, I looked up, I think I think his quarterback rating was a 7.8 in the third quarter, Jake. And not just the interception, though, too. He missed he missed Garrett Wilson across the middle with one. He, he and you saw his really, frustrated. Garrett was frustrated, too. You could see it in his face. Yeah. yeah, he missed some really easy throws, and those are the ones you just... And I thought, after the interception, Jake, I thought Mike LaFleur called a scared game for a while. He, I thought he was scared. It was a third down that they just ran like a hitch pass out there. Like I, I, He was scared to have him push it down the field after that until desperation time. Mike White, wrap your ribs. Get back in the field. The Jets' playoff hopes rely on you. We need you. Come back, my sweet prince. You could score some horse tranquilizer, Jake, or something, right? You gotta. Do you have a guy out in Astoria that can get some like high level painkillers for Mike White? Um, I mean, listen, cause this team is doomed. They got to beat the Jaguars, and we'll preview that game in a few minutes. But a Jaguars team that now is in the race if they went out to win the division. The Jaguars beating the Cowboys, huge win. They play Seattle in Seattle fighting for the playoffs and they face Miami who, yes, if the Jets win the next two, they could knock Miami out and they could potentially get in thanks to the Music City miracle in Las Vegas where the Patriots had one of the worst endings in the history of sports with the uh, with that throwback. You ended up you end up seeing that highlight, Kaz? I saw it. I, we, were, we had it on the press box. I, I, we were, I was watching the end of the game. I couldn't even understand what happened because no sound and you know, watching a TV from far away that I saw that I watched it again, though. That was insane. I can't believe, you know, a Belichick coach team could actually play, do that at the end of a game. What's the know. point of even running? Like, what do you run? I thought he's almost going to run for a touchdown. Yeah, but just I, I think you're just hoping you can break one there. I think that's not just the hope, you know, can you break one? But it helps the Jets. But listen, there's so much scoreboard watching. In the end, they have to win three. Yeah, yeah the Chargers, Chargers won, won. And the Chargers have a real easy schedule coming up. Colts, Rams, Broncos. So they need... They really need a miracle. I mean, listen, they went out 
Patriots lose to the Patriots play the Bengals Saturday. Patriots lose. Jets win out. Jets are in because they would take Miami spot and the Patriots would get out because they'd be at eight losses. But that's it. I mean, you got to win out and then hope for uh, a little bit of help. But it's going to take a miracle. And this this really this frustrated me. I just thought they were the better team. I thought they should have won this game. Jared Goff was sacked zero times. This team is so much worse without Quinn Williams, especially against the run. And you saw that they put zero pressure almost on Goff. And they still, again, only gave him 10 points defensively, essentially, but zero sacks. That doesn't happen with Quinn Williams out there. Yeah, no, they definitely miss Quinn. And they, they were running the ball well at times, too. You know, they, that was a big loss. And we'll see if Quinn, you know, can Quinn be back Thursday night? I'm not sure if he can either. <sighs> no, Mike White. No Quinn Williams, no playoffs, no hope, no dreams. Enjoy your Hanukkah. Enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy your Kwanzaa. Enjoy your New Year. The Jets, in the words of Ja Rule, we were hoodwinked, bamboozled, and led astray, Cause The Jets' December run was like the fire Festival. They were serving whole wheat bread and... I like the documentary in the fire Festival. <laughs> I'm surprised, Jake. I'm surprised... I'm surprised you didn't go to the fire festival. That seems like something that you would have been into a few years ago, right? Like seeing all those well, Instagram I didn't have models. $10,000 handy. Did it cost that much to go to the fire festival? Something like that. Maybe I thought that was for like the villa, like... right? That was for the villas. Like did they, Hearts, can you research the price of the fire festival? We've, we've hit that. Now we're going to start learning about my Irish roommate and everything else as the Jets uh, start checking Tankathon. You uh, um, you picked seven wins though, right, Jake? You know what you I picked? did say you seven wins. So. You might be exactly right on the money if they lose out. Should have put money on that. Losing money on everything else in the NFL. Listen, this team is doomed and the Jaguars come here Thursday. What do you think Thursday? We don't have a preview show. This will be our preview. It looks like there'll be some rainy kind of nasty conditions. There might be some snow potentially, but for now it looks like the weather I think is just saying. uh, I think it's just rain. Yeah, 50 degrees rain. As soon as Zach was announced the quarterback, I lost interest in going to these last two games, and now I even have less interest in the trek and getting back at you know midnight, 1 a.m., whatever it is. Is, is that a dog or a cat? cat. What was that? It was a cat. Wasn't the door closed? How did it get in? No, I just, yeah. Well, someone opened the door up there, but I have to open the door back here for the cat. And well, we got cats there. coming in. The black cat. Is that the cat? Wait, was it black? No. It's not black. It's great. Oh, I was going to say the cat that saved the Jets season. That would have been the moment right there. Uh, Hart says, by the way, Firefest range from a thousand to twelve thousand. A thousand is still a thousand. A thousand. Probably gets you like a tent. Well, they well, ended up a thousand. Ten. Ten. <laughs> that was a more. But I feel like I feel like a young Jake would have thrown that slapped that on a credit card and been like, I'm going I'm going to the Pablo Escobar Island. I'm hanging out with Instagram models. No, did you know, did you know about the fire festival at the time? No, I didn't. I don't know what, what year did it happen. Let me do my hearts. Get some. Uh, 2019 was the documentary was filmed. It was 2017, I believe. I think I was. Yeah, I was 26. I had a credit card. My at 26, my credit cards probably were still maxed out out back then anyways so uh i don't think i had the money we won't go into my financial status but uh yeah a lot of uh a lot of spending in my 20 i definitely spent like that See? which yeah, is why yeah. i probably but, yeah. gone so you, you're accurate in that but uh yeah haven't taken many vacations well the jets won't take a vacation thursday they gotta win out rainy nasty what do you think cause let's assume that zach wilson is starting and quinn williams is out what do you think i think the jaguars are gonna win i i didn't see the cowboys game you know i obviously was following along kind of saw the score i gotta think they're a very confident team i saw trevor lawrence's numbers he played well it feels like they're they're getting hot at the right time and the jets are cold i mean they 
they did get smoked by the Lions a few weeks ago. But other than that, they've been playing good football. And I just think the Jets are in a little bit of a rut here. You know, offensively, Jake, you know, I know we dissect the game and everything. But if you just look over the span, even when Mike White was playing, they're not scoring a lot. You know, they're just not scoring. So it's kind of tough to win when you don't score um, a lot of points. And we got cats meowing left and right yeah, here in the yeah, background. She's not happy. Yeah. She, she, she's not happy about Coach Salah's time management. Yeah. I think, what's the cat's name? Juno. Juno. Juno is not thrilled. Um, Juno, Herm Edwards, me, we're all not thrilled with the clock management. I'll say the Jets will win because I think they're in desperation mode. I don't think it's going to, it's going to be an ugly game. And I'm saying they're going to win, hoping that they know how to run the football. Once again, Kaz, zero on the run. They did the longest run of the day was six, six yards, 100, uh, 107 for the Lions, 50 rushing yards on 22 attempts. This is a team we always say miss Brees Hall. Bam Knight at one point got hurt, came back in. Michael Carter didn't do much. Ty Johnson still not involved at all. But the Jets can't win without any semblance of a run game. Yeah, I mean, the offensive line is scuffling right now. Jake, they're they're banged up. George Fant doesn't look right to me when I'm watching him. You know, I think Herbig was a nice story. I think he's faded a little bit. I think the injuries are starting to catch up with them on the offensive line. Yeah, Bam Knight, 1.8 yards of carry today. And I don't know, Jake. I thought they needed to get Michael Carter a little more involved early. Like he didn't touch the ball until the second half. I didn't really understand that. Like I understand Bam Knight is now the lead back, but it wasn't working. <laughs> so start mixing it up. They ran that one end around to Elijah Moore. They could do more with that stuff too, a little more creativity. But yeah, the running game is scuffling, Jake. I said it. Creativity. Some end arounds that you know it works almost every time with more. They did the QB sneak at the one cause uh, he was short, didn't work out. And then I actually liked the play call there on, I think it was third down, the little bootleg uh, to Zama. That was a nice play call. So there were, were some, some good ones, but overall it was boom or bust. Like you said, not enough continuity with the offense. It was a lot of just, all right, chuck it deep. It was a lot of those miracle plays like we saw against the Titans, the improvising, the last play to more. A lot How about of that Michael Carter catch. Back. Yeah, that, that was that, I mean, that should have been an interception. I mean, I, that should it have was been incredible. Like, like the Lions secondary had so little awareness. There was because the even the long one to Jeff Smith. Like I don't know what they were looking at. Like they they they, they did not make plays on the ball at all. So he got lucky that they the Lions secondary stinks. And they still won the game. The Lions defense sucks, and the Jets still lost, which is why I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. God, they, we said win Lions, win Jaguars, then let's have some fun. Now it's just win and hope for the best. Do you think they're going to win Thursday night, Jake? I, I think they'll win Thursday, but I don't think they'll win at Seattle. I just think Geno Smith is going to have a huge chip on his shoulder and is going to want to beat the Jets so bad, and you already are ready for that story. There might be a lead about you know a punch to the face or something like that. Oh, here comes the back cover of the paper. It's going to be IK and Kampali's cartoon. Geno Smith delivers the knockout punch to the Jets season. Oh! oh! I think you want the Jets to win Thursday, so that could be the lot. Because if the Jets lose Thursday, it's over because they don't lead any yeah. of the tiebreaker. Yeah. So that'll so God, I I don't want that headline. All right, now I'm not going to stop thinking about that if they win on Knock Thursday. Knockout punch. Oh. Part of me is like just lose. I mean, just lose. I, huh? I want I want them to win. That sounds bad, but like my mental health. Like if they lost, at least the last two weeks, I know don't matter and i don't i won't have to watch flight prices for and and hotels for miami but like if they win they're going to tease us and then they win seattle you're excited because miami looks beatable miami has come back down to earth 
It's that game in Seattle. I mean, it's slow, slow your roll, though, Jake. Uh, did you yeah. watch that Buffalo game? That was yeah. one of the highest level football games I've watched in a while. Like, they might have played very, very well in that game. They just ran into a really good team. Yeah, yeah. But they are beatable, I think, especially in a – and it's the last week of the season. Guys are banged up, hurt. Everyone's just – Jets can know. win all three of these games. None of them are – you know, none of them are, oh, my God, they can't win these games. They'll be Save favored. with your chess cause. They'll Save be favored over chess. the Jaguars, right? They'll be favorites <laughs> over the Jaguars. Is the that, line out yet? That might be a pick em. I don't think the line is out, but let's uh, – I, I would guess that it maybe they're one they're one point favorites against the one, Lions. Jets are one point favorites right now. One point favorite, yeah, yeah. according to Caesars. Yeah, so basically they're saying the Jaguars are favorites. Jets are only favorites because they're home, so they got to win. And the other thing that just again with the timeouts is that why not have a shot at touchdown? If you use the timeouts, you're in the running for a touchdown, and there is no overtime. They were playing so hard for just the field goal. I know they're probably not going to get it. But at least if you had an extra 30, 45 seconds there. You're not going to have an extra 30 or 45 seconds, Jake. You'd have an extra 20 seconds, maybe. Like You're not using they ate 40 you're not using the third timeout. You're saving that third timeout for the field goal, right? So you're using the second timeout. That you're, you know, that's, that's the one. But think what an extra 20 or 30 yeah, seconds yeah. would have done yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, you're setting up a, a 45 instead of a 58-yard field goal. I, I don't think they're scoring a touchdown there, though. But that has to be in the back of your mind as a coach. Like, maybe we can if we get close enough with timeouts to do it. Instead, they were without timeouts and without glory, without balls. No balls. We are ballless in Seattle. You want a headline? Ballless in Seattle. Tom Hanks will be in the crowd. Uh, Jets, Jaguars, Thursday. We'll be back Friday morning to react to that game. Uh, and we should have Gary V, special guest. Hopefully the Jets win so Gary won't do, yell about anything. And uh, we'll close out Gangs All Here next. What the hell is going on here? Oh, well, that was uh, depressing. And that wraps up episode 131 of Gangs All Here, a Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz for helping me producing the show. Make sure you catch up on all old episodes of Gangs All Here by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, wherever you get podcasts. And subscribe to the New York Post Sports YouTube page to watch full uncut episodes and clips from the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio and follow Kaz at Brian Kaz. I didn't ask Kaz. I figure he will not be there, Hartz. But Tuesday is the New York Post holiday party. And it's always fascinating to me, the scheduling of holiday parties. Now, you kind of understand when they do it on Tuesday, it means, all right, if they call out of work Wednesday, we know they either shouldn't have, they're drunk, they're hungover, whatever it may be. So we want them to come back to work. My philosophy is make it on a Friday. You get not having it on a Thursday because... You know, people will call out Friday for a three-day weekend. But at least a Friday, you can get hammered, you have a good time, and you don't have to wake up Saturday. Most people, there's still people who still work at the New York Post Saturdays. And I also get the Tuesday side of it. it is cheaper to book a place like where we have on a Tuesday than getting it on a Friday. But I was never a fan, Hearts, of the Tuesday night. I mean, we'll do it. We'll have a good time. I'll go to uh, Chef Lamia's, Lamia's Fish Market. You know, I'll go to the second party. I'll do a lot, buy one, get one holiday special. But not a fan of the Tuesday nights. And it's also Knicks Warriors. Like, I mean, obviously that wouldn't play a factor. They weren't looking, oh, the Knicks play the Warriors. As the Knicks go for freaking, that's right, eight in a row as I rock the jersey, which may have to, I might have to leave the party early to go to the game. But Hearts, not a big Tuesday. Tuesday night party guy. The Tuesday night party, I think, implies that they don't want you to go too hard because you have to show up for work on Wednesday. So at the end of the day, it's like, I think 
it's better to get all the drinks out of the way early in the night. Most people don't do the second or third party like you're more likely going to wind up doing. And then, uh, you know, the next morning you wake up and you go, man, I shouldn't have gotten hard that night. Most people are just going to go to the party and say, all right, have a couple of drinks, mingle, say hello to people, then call it a night. But we missed out on a lot during COVID. And this is the first time that we're back with an in-person holiday party. So I know I'm looking forward to it. It's my first one. I'm going to look to you to show me the reins and uh who to stay true to and uh, you know get to know and whatnot. Yeah, holiday parties are always fun, but like semi awkward. It's like, oh, you're the person in that email, or like you maybe see their name, or the people you didn't even know work the company. It's weird in big companies. You don't know that many. You know some people with what we do, but we don't know everyone's. Everyone's. I'll get asked like, do you know this writer or someone? And I might have seen a byline, but I'm like never met them in my life. And it was also weird because it's been COVID. But even when we're in the office, like we're kind of minding our own business. A couple people buy you, you talk, oh, Betty's getting her washing machine fixed. You know, Joseph uh, is having his seventh kid on the way. There's those small family talk conversations. I guess it's different because I'm younger and I have a wife and kids. So, you know, I'm not talking about the washing machine getting fixed. How apt are you to bust a move and, and, and really let loose in terms of being on the dance floor and like showing your true self? Are you more reserved or do you you go full Jake Brown mode all the time? I won't go full Jake Brown, no. If it's a party where I'm not an employer there, yes. But like, I'm not going to be like doing a classic Jake, you know, bar mitzvah or wedding dance party moves those are reserved for special i can't do it you got your boss there you got the ceo you got to be careful there so i won't go crazy and i don't know if these parties there's not like a dance floor like they don't have they're not gonna have like a dj being like all right you know mambo number five get on the floor or like grab your your desk partner or like grab your colleague and get on the dance floor it's not that kind of thing it's more like all right drinks appetizers Mingle, go take care of the kids, or for us, go to party number two, or maybe go to the next Warriors game. So I will not break out. I will not be busting out all the moves, but always fascinating. Happy Hanukkah, everyone. I do miss the days of Hanukkah where, you know, so people don't know, I celebrate, I celebrated both. My mom is Jewish. My dad is Catholic. So I did Hanukkah and Christmas. So I was a spoiled brat as a kid. I guess I'm still a little spoiled and bougie, but I used to get eight Hanukkah presents and then I get Christmas presents, but now quiet. I'll probably be alone on Christmas, potentially. Chinese food, watch some NBA, but wishing everyone a happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, happy holidays on this holiday season. The next episode of the show, because of the Thursday night game against the Jaguars, where for some reason I think the Jets scratch it out, it's going to be ugly, but I think they find a way to win to keep this season alive. And if they don't, then the next, the last two games of the season really don't mean much. We'll be back Friday morning. We'll drop an episode Friday around noon. Now I scheduled to potentially chat with Gary V Friday. It'll likely come out Friday. If not, we'll use it on next Wednesday's preview show, but likely Gary V on the podcast, the businessman mogul. He'll be on with us on Gangs All Here Friday. For Brian Costello, Andrew Hartz, I'm Jake Brown. We'll return on Friday. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah, everyone. We'll talk to you then. And thanks for listening to Gangs All Here. I'm going to get him a gift card to hell.